Hello and welcome to the CyberPro Podcast, where industry leaders share their insights. Five questions, nine minutes, because hackers never sleep. Let's get started. John, tell me who you are and what you do. First of all, Rick, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. My name's John Childress. I am the chairman of a sort of a culture technology analytics firm called Pixis Culture Technologies. And what we do is help organizations understand the hidden business risks in their corporate culture. I'm, as way of background, I'm also the former co-founder and chief executive of an international business consulting firm, author of four books on leadership and culture. And my most recent book, which I'm most excited about, is Fly Fishing for Leadership. And it's a good book. I recommend everyone take a chance to read it. <laughs> As someone in Montana who fly fishes is just starting to fly fish, it was a very interesting read. So thank you, John. You're welcome. Question number two, why do you like being not only a cybersecurity professional, but also a culture professional? I'd say I'm more of a culture professional than a cybersecurity professional. But what I do see, Rick, is a distinct connection between how how cyber how excuse me how culture impacts cybersecurity and when we show our visual culture maps to senior executive teams or a CISO it sort of it light bulbs go on they begin to see that it is an enterprise issue and not just a technology issue that's amazing. And, and I think people overlook that there's more to cybersecurity than just the zeros and ones. Absolutely. There's a big human connection there. So question number three, then let's, let's take this a little bit more focused towards the culture side. The term cybersecurity is a top concern is, is everywhere, but how does that relate uh, to you and what you're doing in the culture paradigm. Okay, well, we've known for a long time that corporate culture impacts business performance. It's either an enabler or a blocker. Nobody's really had sort of the, made the connection between corporate culture and actual cybersecurity. Do we have a safe, cyber safe, organization. And what we've been able to do is to help identify what are the drivers or the causal factors, I should say, what are the causal factors that create either a cyber safe or not so safe culture. And if you can identify those, and you can pinpoint which are the biggest risks, then you can begin to develop implementation programs to mediate those risks. So that's what I'm most excited about is a new way to help, help management teams, help CISOs understand how to build a stronger cybersecurity culture. That's, that's a, an amazing step and we, we appreciate that. So question number four, what piece of insight would you like to share with our community? I think there are five things I'd like to hammer into 
the IT and cybersecurity professionals, and they are really simple, but they're really profound ways of positively impacting your cyber profile. Number one is cyber hygiene. We've got to go back to basics. We've got to we've got to do the patches on time. We've got to do we've we've got to build software, build solutions right first time, not keep debugging. So basic cyber hygiene is one of the foundations, and I think that's going to go a long way. Number two is we need to help identify the systemic risks, which is where our mapping concept comes in. The organization drives a lot of cyber risks that most CISOs don't realize, and we need to identify those. Number three is we've got to get employee training back on the agenda, mandatory for everybody from the board right on down to the new employee. And it's got to be annual. And it's got to be mandatory. We've learned that there's one large fast-moving consumer goods company, 140,000 employees, if you will, globally. And cybersecurity training is not mandatory. To me, that's just, uh, we, we need to really see the value of that. Number four is creating a speak-up culture. And I'm not just saying a speak-up culture inside where employees are not afraid to raise their hand and say, oops, I made a mistake, or gee, I think there's something wrong here. We also need to speak up culture externally. We need to learn to collaborate with other companies because things like ransomware, the same ransomware is affecting hundreds of companies at the same time. We need to share that information so that we can protect each other better. So opening up our culture and sharing how we respond, where we've been attacked, how we've been attacked, et cetera. And I think the last one for me is make sure you secure the home environment. Uh, there's a lot of people working from home. And I just don't mean the employees working from home. I mean, the executives, the board, their home environment is a vulnerability and we need to secure that. We also need to help their family understand cyber awareness and their elderly relatives. It's the only way we're gonna really build a strong cybersecurity defense. So I'm done with that. <laughs> no, that's great. That's perfect. That's, uh, I mean, that's a lot uh, to take in, but I think people will understand how simple those five things are. It's, it's not high technology. It's, it's not technology. It's really the human side of the equation. And that's wonderful. Final question for you. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? My favorite piece is a handwritten journal. I have used these. I began my business career in 1978. I've got one of those journals for each year since 1978. I don't know why I like to write things down, but it seems to be that if I physically do something, it goes into my brain a lot better than just digital recording. <laughs> I must be an analog guy, I guess. That's <laughs> an amazing. An analog guy in a digital world. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much for being on 
the Cyber Pro Podcast. Uh, it's my pleasure, Rick. <laughs>